What is going on, everybody? Welcome to another episode here of The Junkyard. And I'm going to be honest with you, I wasn't planning on doing an episode this morning. But a lot of the CM Punk story has continued to develop throughout the day, and I just have to jump on it and share my opinion about the issue there. We're also going to give a brief... uh, Review my take of All In in London. A historical show, record-breaking show. The most paid fans in wrestling history, 81,035. And a little bit more here on The Junkyard. Like I said, this is The Junkyard, and I am your host, Junkyard James. Before we get going, I just want to shout out the folks watching on Facebook. If you can like the Facebook page here, Junkyard Media Group on Facebook. Follow us on Twitter at JunkyardNG. And like and subscribe to us here on YouTube. Hit that notification bell. That way, every time we go live, either me individually with the junkyard or the Colin Audible Boys go live on Thursdays, you will not miss out on a single moment of our action. So let's get going. I want to start off kind of uh, on a low note. Let's let's talk about the easy topic to talk about, and that is all in. 2023 in London. I think it was a pretty good show. I, I got to say, CM Punk and Samoa Joe started the show, the main card, and they and they set the tone pretty well. I think they had a pretty decent match. Um, and then the segments just kind of bled together. I, th- I think Eric Bischoff, what he said today on 83 Weeks, um, is pretty true. It wasn't a – it was a weird way of – presenting a stadium show it felt like an indie show um my biggest pet peeve was it appeared that they muted or slightly muted the crowd so that we could hear the commentary i like to hear the crowd especially the british crowd um more more than the commentary i get the commentary team is an important piece um it just kind of made it dead at points. It sounded like there was no crowd there. It was non-existent. So from a production standpoint there, it was just kind of a, it kind of threw me off a little bit. Um, I, I got to say, I really enjoyed three matches and this was a very big card. I think there were nine matches on the main card, um, two on the pre-show. And uh, I think the, the three of my favorite were, CM Punk and Samoa Joe to start the show. I really enjoyed the FTR Young Bucks match. And then I really enjoyed the main event. Adam Cole and Maxwell Jacob Friedman. I love the way they presented that story as well. Overall, I think I'd give the show a B plus. There was a lot of expectations of this show being better than Forbidden Door. And no, 
they did not beat Forbidden Door. Forbidden Door, in my opinion, is the pay-per-view of the year with the match of the year, Will Ospreay versus Kenny Omega. Um, I don't think anything will beat that this year. Um, and now we go into All Out. We we kind of have some storylines built. Uh, maybe the women's title picture we'll have to see tomorrow on Wednesday what they do with that. Soraya wins in her home country. Everybody could kind of see that coming. Um, does she fight Tony Storm this weekend? Who does she fight at All Out? But overall, I'd give it a B plus. It wasn't perfect by any means. There were a lot of lacking moments, a lot of matches that I felt they didn't need to be on the card. Um, the acclaimed in the House of Black. The booking of that match was weird. I don't. I don't see why the acclaim won. I don't see where this goes. Um, I, it kind of buries the and stops the momentum of the House of Black. Kind of a weird vibe in the trios division. Uh, but let me know what you think in the chat, um, and we will we will talk and talk and talk and introduce you. Um, and, and you may be shown on screen. Later in the show, but I want to I want to sp- spend the rest of the time. I, I don't want to go in depth. Everybody who watches this show, I'm pretty sure, has seen all in and has their own opinion. I gave it a B plus. Um, but let me know what you think. How was the show to you? And we'll get to the we'll get to the chats at the end. Um, but let's talk about CM Punk. I'm going to bring up an article here off Fightful Selects Patreon. And this is, I'm not uh, a sponsor. I don't get paid for this plug. This is just free advertising for them. As Sean Rossap says, best $5 on the book in the industry here. You get a lot of news from Sean Rossap that I think is very um, credible. And so we're going to read what he has to say in regards to the CM Punk drama. Let's get going here real soon. Let's pull up the screen. Latest on CM Punk and Jack Perry. We've learned more about Punk versus Perry. I'm not going to read this word for word, but let's just kind of let's kind of break through it a little bit here. Situation happened between the end of Perry's match and Punk's with one account claiming Samoa Joe is trying to be the peacemaker. So uh, let's go up a little bit here. With 100% certainty, one source said Jack Perry didn't throw the first punch. Punk shoved him and put him in a choke. Depending on who you speak to, accounts have said that Punk shoved, pie-faced, or threw a punch. Um, Several accounts claim that Punk asked Perry if they had a problem. And Perry said that Punk started something online regarding the, the real fake glass story. And that was his receipt. As reported by BW Torch, Perry had told a couple of people he was planning to make a comment during the match. Um, people, people close to Punk say there wasn't much communication between he and Tony Khan after the incident. Punk went as far as telling people he, quote, hates this place. As a result of the issues in AEW, many people within the company say he's plenty responsible for those issues. 
Neither Punk or Perry were at the all-in after party, and Punk headed out Monday afternoon. Uh, Both Punk and Perry were told they should leave Wembley at different times. Um, At this point of this article, suspension rumors were not confirmed, but later on were confirmed by... um, Let me scroll up here a little bit. By Sports Illustrated and Brian Alvarez, both Perry and Punk were suspended pending an investigation of their incident at All In. Um, with one side saying that Punk has not been informed of his suspension. Let me give you my take. I'm gonna shut this down, and I'm gonna give you my take on this. Like I said a few weeks ago, when. Rumors were brought up of of Punk and Page kind of being off on the wrong on wrong page again, and <clears throat> CM Punk needs to go. the 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 locker room wasn't chaotic from 2019 till the debut of CM Punk. I think the biggest issue we had was with Big Swole. And whatever issues she had with Tony Khan, whatever issues she had with Britt Baker, there were some issues between Baker and Thunder Rosa. But guess what? They acted like adults, and they solved it through communication with each other. They didn't go through and beat each other up in the locker room. Um, I don't have the article here on the screen, but I, I did take a screenshot of it on my phone. Let me pull it up here. Uh, per Nick Hossman of Haas of Wrestling, CM Punk arrived in London. Nobody representing AEW was present at the airport to escort him to the hotel. Punk was given a number to the car service. The number bounced back as undelivered when he sent a text. Punk eventually had to go by train to his hotel and had to rely on fans to get him to where he needed to be. I think that's just a, a small blip of a mistake. Maybe an issue of travel. But back to the main the main thing. Let's keep the main thing the main thing here. There's another story of CM Punk immediately after having an argument with Miro. With Miro asking what was going on with Jack Perry. Punk saying, if you have a problem with me, we can solve it outside. Like I said, there was no issues in the locker room. There were no issues behind the curtain. Everything was running smooth. And then enter in Phil Brooks. And as much as I love the guy as a professional wrestler, I think he's one of the greatest of this generation. It's not worth the headache for him to finish out his career when every few months he has a different problem with a different person. It's not worth it. So CM Punk needs to go. The issues have arose because of CM Punk. With him verbally saying that he hates his place either out of anger or not, that's a concern to me. That is a concern. If he doesn't like it there, he doesn't have to show up and he can leave. But the answer is not to... The answer is not to... start feuds with anyone that disagrees with you on your point of... of professional wrestling. He like I said, he's one of the greats in the history of this generation. 
but it's not worth the headache. I mean, Jack Perry, of all people, he hasn't had a negative remark said about him ever, and yet Punk is upset because Perry gave him his receipt. I don't think Punk's I don't think Punk's antics would be much appreciated in any locker room. AEW, WWE, etc. Jack Perry mentioned this is real glass, Crimea River. And, and this is my point. If CM Punk is so soft that the words Crimea River to something that started online by CM Punk, he started this. This whole thing was that CM Punk and Perry had an issue back in a collision taping back in the summer. Where Punk wanted, or where Perry wanted to use real glass, CM Punk disagreed with him. This was just a receipt of of Perry saying, "You know what? This, you know, I'm not going to take you ruining my name. This isn't this isn't Jack Perry's fault. I don't blame Jack Perry. I would have done the same thing. I laughed when he said it. I knew exactly who he was referencing." And, and, and CM Punk, I'm sorry, I, I, I don't feel sympathy for you, Phil, because you were a cancer in your locker room back in ROH. You were a cancer in the locker room in WWE. And it seems like you're the cancer in the locker room in AEW. And so, no, I don't. Th- I, I I don't feel any sympathy when when people turn against you. Regardless of your opinion on Jack Perry and and should he have used the 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 real glass or not, or should he have made that comment at CM Punk? The way CM Punk reacted was out of line. out of line and so what does that mean what am I trying to say What I'm trying to say is I put full blame on CM Punk for this. I take full blame for CM Punk for everything he has conspired. And he, I, I think Punk Needs to t- needs to own up to this. I think Tony Khan needs to fire him. Suspension isn't enough. He's been suspended before from last year, but he can't go a whole year without starting another another drama in the backstage. I'm sorry, you're an adult. Grow up. 
people say things that hurt my feelings all the time. I don't go there and, and beat the shit out of them or try to choke, choke hold them or punch them in the face or anything. I'm sorry if you're so weak that words offend you. I feel no sympathy for you. And then there are those that are going to say that this is all a ruse. That, <laughs> and I've heard this before. I've heard this, that, that this is all some sort of design between the elite and Omega and and the Bucks and Hangman Page to use their media context and Sean Ross Sapp and Brian Alvarez and Sports Illustrated to just put dirt on, on, on the name of CM Punk to get him fired. Are you kidding me? What does it benefit Brian Alvarez and Sean Ross Sapp to lie for the elite and put their company's reputation on the line? What does it gain Brian Alvarez? What does it really gain Brian Alvarez? Sure, he gets a few clicks. Sure, he gets a little bit of money. But is his reputation of being one of the top journalists in the industry worth a few clicks? Does he gain anything personally from getting CM Punk fired? It's, it's just absurd. I think I have an easier time believing that this is something that Tony Khan is writing in storyline as some sort of big story leading him to all in. And he's using the, the, the all out brawl out from last year to put a storyline for all out this year. I think I have an easier time believing that than it would, than I would then I would that this is some sort of ruse to get CM Punk fired. It's crazy. It's crazy to think that. Here, here, this, this is why those, these people, this is why the people who are in that train of thought think this way. They think this way because they have this deep hatred for the elite. A lot of these people who are pushing this narrative, in my opinion, have this deep hatred because there's actually a company in the 21st century that is in some way, shape, or form able to withstand the WWE. That they may not be in direct competition, but, but they're putting on a product that forces the WWE. That forces the WWE to have to put out good product. Let's just be honest. Before AEW, there was no good product on WWE television, with the exception of maybe NXT before it became a live weekly television show and was taped and aired on the WWE network. That's when NXT was at its peak. But because AEW comes in and changes the game, forces WWE to, to step their game up and stop putting out bland products. And because the people who are running it are some indie marks with with the money of a guy who loves pro wrestling. They have this deep hatred. 
They have this deep hatred for AEW and the elite because because they're actually they're actually growing the business. The opposite of what these people think are going on. Remember, remember tw- ten years ago, all oh, the wrestling business it, it might die here shortly. It might die here shortly. The ratings suck. This, that, and the other, and yet we just—it's 2023, and AEW in in its fourth year in business just broke the record for most paid fans in a stadium show and in the history of the of of the industry. Eighty-one thousand thirty-five paid fans. They're forcing AEW or WWE to to uh, do better than what they were doing. And they hate the elite because they're in the middle of it. They run the, they run the show. They're the EVPs. They're the EVPs. And so it's easy to hate them because they've been hated ever since they were in New Japan. And it's so easy to, to, to say this is just their fault. They need to control their company. Why would they want to get rid of CM CM Punk? Why would they want to push this narrative? Why would they want to have another controversy and make it look like the company is out of control? Why would they want to go through this length, ruining possibly the reputation of, of AEW, ruining possibly the reputation of some of the stars of AEW, CM Punk, Jack Perry, Miro, the elite themselves. Why would they want to go through all of this? Just to get CM Punk fired? If CM Punk, if they wanted CM Punk fired, he would have been fired and not suspended the last time. The company was doing just fine before CM Punk. And the company can do fine without CM Punk again. We've proved it time and time again. Cody Rhodes was a big piece of AEW at the beginning. Everyone said when Cody left that this may have been the end of AEW. Oh, well, one of the the founders jumped ship. When will Kenny leave? When will the Bucks leave? When will Hangman leave? And, well, guess what? They've all signed contract extensions. And we've survived. Cody leaving. The pandemic hits. No fans. Oh, this young company, are they going to be able to survive? And yet we we thrived during the pandemic. Some of the greatest shows in AEW history happened during the pandemic. Four years in, Tony Khan is getting evaluations on his company of $10 billion for, for, for something that was just considered a t-shirt company four years ago, a $10 billion estimate on your, on your company's assets is it's a pretty big evaluation. That's a lot of t-shirts they're selling. That's a lot of tickets and merchandise they're selling, ain't it? And so we'll survive CM Punk. 
will survive CM Punk, but he has to go. Perry can stay suspended. He was part of it. No, I'm not. I'm not taking full blame away from Perry. I'm not taking full blame off of Jack Perry. He was a. He played a part in the the conflict. So yes, let's suspend Jack Perry, like we've suspended Guevara, like we've suspended um, and fired Jimmy Havoc when he got outed as some some sexual harasser. Like we like we suspended the elite, pulled the title off of him, and Punk pulled the title off of him. But Punk's got to go. He's causing too many problems. I'm sorry, it's not worth the headache. I, I want him to have a good career. I, I want to see AJ Mendez in the ring in AEW, and I don't think, I don't think. We see AJ Mendez in an AEW ring without Punk being here. But I, I, as much as I want to see AJ in the ring in AEW, for the trouble that CM Punk causes, it's not worth the headache. It's not worth the backstage drama. It's not. It's not worth the the attack from all sides, from the wrestling journalists, from. The WWE fangirls, they love this. They want more of this. That's why they're on CM Punk's side. Because they want Punk to keep causing this drama so that they can continue to to say that like there's some narrative that Tony Khan has no control in his company. You know what happened? Tony Khan put out a list of things that are and are not allowed. After the Jack Perry incident with Punk this summer. That was the reason. because, And all he said was it had to get approved. It had to get approved. By your trainers and, and by producers and by this and that. And so I guess the spot at All In was approved, right? My, my take is this. I like CM Punk. I own two of his t-shirts. I'm a big fan of Punk. I want him to have a long, successful rest of his career. I don't want the back end of his career to have to be with Paul Levesque. I don't want the back end of CM Punk's career to, to be, what, jobbing out to... Shitty storylines where Roman Reigns beats them a hundred times. I want him to have as much creative freedom as he can. He can the back half of his career. But you know what? At this point, at this point, I'd rather see him Punk show up November twenty whatever at Allstate Arena for SummerSlam in Chicago. I'd rather him be in WWE. They can solve his head, his problems. They can take the headache of having him be this just prima donna in the back. WWE can have him. At this point, I don't care. I just need him off of AEW's roster because the the product is so good, and and the stuff that he does in the back. 
the stuff that he does in the back overshadows what the company is working and building and busting their ass to build. And at this point, I just think CM Punk needs to go. And the chat is blowing up. So let's end this show by going through some of the chats here. I do this on purpose. I want to end the show by going through some of the the chat. Let's see. A lot of Alvarez hate. But let's start with... this narrative ah my friend here tony probably bought twenty thousand tickets can you prove that can you prove that my friend can you prove that tony khan bought twenty thousand tickets and even if it and even if he did eighty-one thousand tickets sold still broke the record still took the money comp them or not that arena was full All but, I think, 800 tickets were sold. That arena was full on on, uh, Sunday. But do you have actual proof that he probably bought 20,000 tickets? I find it hard to believe. I like this one. AEW haters will never admit they're wrong. Anything successful AEW does is negated by WWE fangirls. I've been saying this forever. Eh? AEW doesn't care about the successes of, of, of WWE. Our fans don't care. If you actually look at AEW fans, most of them actually want WWE to do well. Because when AEW does well, and, and Maxwell Jacob Friedman, I think, said something about this. When WWE does well, and AEW does well, and Impact Wrestling does well, and ROH does well, and AAA does well, and New Japan does well, the entire business does well. And the entire business makes more money. And everybody gets a share of that. But when but WWE fangirls hate to see AEW do things that are good. For the business, because it's some sort of tribal culture within the WWE. Like they think AEW are just going to like overrun them, and so they have they have to be territorial with with the fan base. I haven't. I there there are those AEW fans that are the same way, but but in my experience, they're few and far between. Everybody that I know, everybody that I talk to, and the wrestling sphere. Whether it be the Discord that I am, shout out to the the TTP, the Triple Threat Podcast Discord. Whether whether it's them, whether it's people on TikTok, whether it's people on on Facebook pages, the AEW fans like both. They like both products. They want both to succeed. But all we, all I see out of these WWE fanboys is like I, I've, I've seen several of these people over the weekend. Ah, AEW low production. I'm gonna pirate the show. Uh, WWE can get my money because their production is so much better. Well, if it's such a shitty production, then why the fuck would you want to pirate it in the first place? To me, that shows that you actually care about the product. You just don't want to pay for it. 
So you're playing yourself. Anyway, let's go on with some of these comments. Tony has zero control and should have fired Punk in the Elite last year. Yeah, I think Punk should have gone last year. I think Ace Steel should have been fired and never brought back. The Elite didn't start shit. I'm sorry, but CM Punk says, if you have a problem with me, say it to my face. And when they say it to their face, he, he turns into a Karen. He turns into a, a soft pretzel. He gets so defensive. You can't say, say it to my face. And then when they say it to your face, act like, I'm sorry. I think Punk stays with AEW or being close to over. We haven't heard of another incident with the Elite. But we've heard of several of Tony uh, um, of CM Punk. We've heard of several feuds since in the past year. The Elite haven't had any more backstage drama. CM Punk, it seems like there's a new article about him every for a couple months about something he has a problem with backstage. Ah, uh-huh. it's one guy. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Perry is the cause of the issue because none of your young talent have respect for the vets in the building. I don't work backstage, so I can't prove or deny this, but maybe it's the other way around. Maybe the vets think that they, because they've been in the business long enough for longer than the, the younger guys, that their way, it's their way or the highway. Maybe the young talent has a different vision for what wrestling can be, and the vets want it to be what it was when they were in their prime. Ever thought about that? I don't think it's that Perry doesn't respect the vets. I think it's that he has his own vision for what he wants to do. But that's every locker room. You're going to have that that tension. doesn't mean you should choke somebody out for having a difference of opinion on, on style. I don't think it's Perry's fault. I like this comment. Kind of falls off the last one. Pretty sure no one has had a problem with Sting or Jared or Christian in AEW. I think I've seen Sting do more wild stunts in AEW than I think he, especially for his age, than he ever did in WCW. Now, I wasn't a big, you know, I didn't watch a lot of WCW, so I don't know all of Sting's background, but you know, for someone in his 60s, he sure is doing a lot of jumps and flips and high-risk maneuvers. Much respected in the business. Same with Jared. Same with Christian. How about this one? The elite control the narrative because they pay the journalists off. Again, what benefit would it do to the journalist and for the elite? For them to create these false narratives. Because they... they what, 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 would it, what would it benefit them? If anything, they lose more than they gain. Because it prevent, presents the AEW has no control in the back. The journalists... 
the journalist doesn't gain anything. There's already a, a, a stereotype that wrestling journalists aren't legit. So why would what what benefit does it give? And in fact, I think they lose more than they gain for causing these for controlling the narrative. Maybe CM Punk is just out of control. We're gonna take a quick a quick timeout real quick to plug uh, plug our Thursday show. The Colin Audible's podcast. This week we're gonna we're gonna talk about uh, NFL Cut Day and make some picks for college football week one. Tune in at nine o'clock Thursday night, same time, same channel on the Colin Audible's podcast. We'll be right back. I said nine o'clock. Colin Audible's podcast on Thursday. Be sure to tune in to watch that. Wait and see if any more chats come in. I like this chat here, Mr. Cody. Sting is taking more high spots than he ever has in AEW. He needs to calm down before he paralyzes himself. Yeah, he's he's gone a pretty uh pretty berserk. Oh. Here, apparently, this is why they, everybody gets along with Christian and, and Sting, and etc. Because they, they play along with what the Marks want. Anyone that tries to change the mood, they hate them. Well, I don't know about that. Maybe they don't have an issue because they they just want wrestlers to do what wrestlers do, and that's get, you know, whatever they, uh, whatever they want to do to get themselves over. Cause at the end of the day, that's all that matters is if you get yourself over and if the crowd likes you and if the crowd likes you, then they're good. If they hate you, then you're, if you're not over, then you're probably not doing anything right. I mean, LA Knight's a pretty good example of how to get yourself over organically. Let me in and I'll tell you the truth. Yeah, let's let's set it up. Let's set it up. I'll, I'll I'll do you one better than that. I'll do you one better than that. <clears throat> set a date, set a time. You can pick the topic. And I guess if you have to get masses approval, 
then you can. And I'll join your show. And y'all can ask me whatever the hell you want. And I'll answer it for you. We can talk whatever you want. And we'll just share time for an episode together. On your show. And like Cody said, he'll be the moderator. Oh, LA Knight is a flash in the pan. That's a lie. That's a lie. He got himself over as Eli Drake. He got himself over as Max Dupree. And he got himself over as LA Knight. He's actually one of the... He's actually pretty good. Um, If they actually... You know, used him correctly. Maybe, maybe he would be champion at this point. I don't know. I don't watch the show that much, so I don't have a lot of a, a lot to say about WWE. I think I'll end it here, though. Thank you all for tuning in. I would say come back next week, but I don't know if I'll do a show next week. It's uh, kind of whenever I can. On. Uh, in these neck of the woods. Be sure to tune in on Thursday for the Colin Audible's podcast. I appreciate everyone who tuned in, commented, played along with me. Check out the links in the description to the the merch for both shows, the Junkyard and Colin Audible's podcast. I'll be sure to Are you sure to see you next week? I'm sorry. See you Thursday. I'm sorry. Hold up. I had a Joe Biden moment. I lost what I was trying to say there. Hold on. Um, anyway, follow the, find the links. You can you can find us on Facebook at uh, uh, Junkyard Media Group on Twitter at Junkyard MG on YouTube Junkyard Media Group. Tune in Thursday to watch us talk some some college football, some pro football. I'll see you. I'll see you on Thursday with the with the Colin Audible game. See you then.